sometimes some some women have really bad acne like like uh it you know it's a it's a crapshoot and then when the baby comes oh. out then if they had really good skin then it goes away and it take and the baby takes shit from the the woman's teeth this is how the podcast yeah. starts that's a <laughs> I'm well, not okay, a scientist, so, but you know. Let me start at the beginning. So, if a man and woman love each other, or if they don't, um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. So, um, welcome to Too Young for the Shit, an adolescent addicted to action. Um, we're here to talk about the best bad guys in action movie history, and I'm joined by uh, my ever learning co-host, Mr. Peter Leon. Hello. And we have a very special guest who I didn't prepare at all, but we are we're going to start the episode now. Uh, Mike, I hope you're cool with that. Um, this is Mr. Michael Gonzalez, uh, author, novelist. Um, and actually, Mike, is it cool to talk about um, what your day job is? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. So uh, I didn't know this until we started, but uh, Mike works with the, the film permit industry in, in Los Angeles. So if the people who make movies, they go to Mike's office, basically, and ask, give them, give him money. And he goes, sure, <laughs> you, you can shoot there. Base is it kind of essentially exactly how it works off the rail. No one's going to hear this, right? But yeah, you just uh, <laughs> slip me a couple uh, Benjamins there or go, Jacksons yeah. or Lincolns. I've got I've got five button. Washingtons with your name on it. If you can exactly. get me to film, yes. yeah, on, how it works. on the Sixth Street Bridge before. Could... <laughs> anyway, it, that that bridge is no more. I it's, know. I was going to well, say before it, they condemned it, but I think they already took it away, right? Uh, it got ripped down uh, a couple of years ago. It's it's almost back. They're, they're insider LA knowledge on building. But there, yeah, this is like. But there's the Fifth talk. Street Bridge is still there, correct? There never was a Fifth what? Street Bridge. There is. There's a First Street and a Fourth Street, and then Sixth. But the Sixth Street one uh, is one that's famous. So that's the one that everybody would know, or you know, would know from the movies. I actually uh, filmed a movie, there. and uh, we filmed on the Sixth Street Bridge really quickly, illegally. Nice. We did not contact you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's everybody. <laughs> that's how I find out with most independent filmmakers. They're just like, oh, I did this and this and this. And they're like, oh, but you know, we didn't do a permit. I hope that's cool. And it's like, yeah. And my, what am I going to do? A in my life's experience, it's better to ask for forgiveness than it is permission. I, I, went, I went the next podcast. Week. So uh, Mike found where Peter lived and now he's getting a season desist. And like, oh, I guess, yeah. it's going to be my next my next thing is I'm going to send uh, LAPD out there. Yeah. Why, I, well, I imagine you're like the, the Seinfeld librarian. You just like, go out there in the field and like like bust heads and like kick doors down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we get to get a sidearm issued, you know. Yeah. Hey, hey Spielberg. <laughs> so really quick this... before we begin, you when you were talking, when just right now, when you're talking about what this episode is, you said the greatest villains of all time and I need, might need to change my list really quick because I thought it was just the greatest villains like within our genre that we've been talking about. No, I, said, I thought I said action movies. But of all time, though. Oh, you mean a time period you're worried about Yeah, that? well, because there was a few on my list where I was just like, I don't know, is it too modern? Because it's not really like when we were kids, like 80s and 90s. Uh, okay, my list is pretty much contained to that, but I wasn't even thinking that. Just, those are my favorites. But Mike, what do you think? I'll let you. I'll let you be the judge here. You know, I, th I think we can. I think we could probably go all time and makes the conversation fun. I could. I can do some psychic work right now and take away everybody's number one because mm. I know we were. We were all going to choose. Uh, Dr. Charles Luther is the greatest film villain of all time. I can see on your face you're smiling as portrayed by one Gene Simmons of Kiss in the Tom Selleck action movie Runaway that we've all seen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that was my pick. Uh, uh, gotta say, that was uh, – <laughs> I'm going to cross it out right now. <laughs> it's uh, second greatest movie villain of all time. Same movie is basically a Roomba with a with a revolver that Tom Selleck has to fight near the beginning of the movie. Is this uh, after Trick or Treat that Gene Simmons did? Or like, uh, I might have been. It might have been his last uh, 
movie all at right, rightfully so yeah it's one of those that like if they would have had a good budget uh they could, you could remake it i think with the right budget and the right screenwriter and much much less gene simmons uh probably be a good movie i i'm gonna say yeah. pete plays it lays this um it might not be considered a league uh conversation then you know it might be kind of an amateur one we won't go pro in this one but i think it's fine yeah well i'm just gonna do an honorable mention because this isn't on my top five for this reason for that reason that is too modern. Right. I was gonna go with Bane, Tom Hardy Bane, because because mm. it's fucking <laughs> in, fucking incredible, and that almost sounded like Bane right there. Oh, it was, it was really funny. I didn't mean your to. Ally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if I have a, I need a bottle. If you have a glass bottle <laughs> and you speak into it, it's perfect every time. We'll spend the rest of the podcast talking like this now. <laughs> but yeah, oh, it's yeah. it's that's good. I have a guy who actually I think. Um, Bane might have been slightly inspired by it might be a stretch so we'll, we'll get to that but that's good any, any other honorable mentions Pete Darth Vader <laughs> yeah because we me and Pete have kind of discussed like uh, you know Star Wars contains action but I don't know if it's an action film so like yeah that's why I couldn't include any of the Nazis from uh, Indiana Jones films yeah. like uh the guy with the coat hanger is like my favorite like <laughs> or yeah or the tank guy but anyways that's fine um okay man uh Mike, you want, you're the guest, man. You want to start with your, your first of your favorite bad guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I did rank mine one to five, so I'll just jump in at the bottom of my list. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Chong Lee from Bloodsport. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely one of my favorites. Bolo Young, you know, uh, good in any any movie where you need someone who just is built like a tank and needs to look intimidating and not talk a lot. Uh, <laughs> that is the guy for it. Just a giant slab of meat, you know, <laughs> with a... With a headband on. He's got a mean, like, doll face. He looks like a a little doll on a huge buff dude's body. Yeah. (laughs) It's really scary, actually, I think. And one of my friends uh, at at work actually would go to LA Fitness uh, a couple times, ran into Bolo on the workout machine there. And he's uh, confirmed he's still, even in his his senior years, was pretty jacked. I can't remember if he's he's still with us or not. I think he is. Did uh, he challenge him? He should have. Just, you are next on the bench press or something. Yeah. Pete would have probably fought him. And one. And one. Oh, wow. Wow. Bold. Well, now, right? Like 78 year old Bolo. Right? Yeah, I could We're probably take him. <laughs> yeah. Just thrash him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All I right. watched that YouTube video. All right. Uh, Pete, you got any, any, any thoughts on this character? Uh, I actually don't know this character. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, man. It's a, it's a Van Damme classic, man. Um, He's a, he's, a, he's a big, tough man. If you saw his face, you probably would recognize my thing. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Have you, have you seen Bloodsport, right? I haven't seen it. Ooh, I know. Am I not, am I not allowed to be on this podcast right now? <laughs> no. no, it's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. But you've but seen Lionheart, you, you right? You haven't seen Titanic, so. <laughs> I'm not on a sinking ship podcast. It's a little bit different. I don't know. Oh, yeah. uh, but you, did you see Lionheart? Was that one of your, your... I wasn't one of my picks, but I have seen it. Yeah. Dude, that's weird to me because like don't worry, they're the same movie, but Bloodsport's a little more pure, a little more punk. It's like a little. I've seen a few, like I've seen a little bit of it. It's one of those movies where I've seen enough of it, so I was just like, eh, I'm good. I will say this: you missed the window. Like after age fifteen, it gets harder and harder to kind of come to it for the first time and really get into like, it. Like I saw the famous scene where he's doing this. Oh, then you you saw the the cutaway shot after he punches Bolo, but you didn't see Bolo. Yeah, so Bolo is good. Um, all right, Pete, what's what, what's your uh, your number five? You think? So again, I wasn't sure of the uh, parameters involved in this. So I don't know if this counts or not. And it's also weird because 
So I picked the Predator. Does that count? You know what? Guess what, dude? It counts. That's my number five too. And I also was like, ah, but let me hear your statement. I, I have my version why it's okay. Well, I just think he's intimidating. He's like, you know, visually intimidating. He's a badass. But then while I was doing this, because when I was thinking of the, my top five, I was like, well, I can't pick aliens. Like, you know, you can't pick. An, I can't pick an alien. But then I'm like, oh, Predator. And then I was like, well, Predator is an alien. And I was just like, shut the fuck up. You're thinking too much about this. It's a <laughs> podcast. No one's going to care. I have thought even more about it. And here's my rationale. Okay, so the, the xenomorphs are more animalistic. The predator is an intelligent being. He he can speak in his own way. He's crafty. He's cunning. He's he's enough of a humanoid that it counts. And my list is, is mostly human people. There's some people with maybe some powers. But, like, the predator was the one I was like, I don't know. And I will say this, too, um, since we had the same uh, number five. It was going to be Predator or the the rich guy from Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because I the guy he's also in Big Lebowski and he plays uh, Jackie Treehorn, yeah. and um, I think Ben Ben I forget his last name, but um, uh, in Roadhouse, what I love that he's like he's he's like the Mister Burns of Roadhouse, and his big line is like he's like because of me, J C Penny is coming here, <laughs> and as a kid, I was like. Is this town like more podunk than my <laughs> shitty Pennsylvania town I live in? Like this is amazing, but I was like, end of the day, I don't think about that guy as much as I think about Predator. Yeah, and and also we t- in the Predator podcast, it's really hard to make somebody a physical threat to Arnold Schwarzenegger and an eight foot tall alien, who, you know, with all his crazy gizmos. That worked right for me. Mike, Mike, what do you think? Are you a Predator I, fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would also, I mean, you also have the action lineage tied to Van Damme being originally mm. in the suit and then not in the suit. But uh, yeah, Predator is absolutely one of my favorite movies. I grew up in a little town, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Um, and I remember like one of the first big marketing pushes that I can remember as a kid from a movie is at our mall when they're like, oh, we're doing this Predator uh, paintball tag game or something. That, and I was begging my mom. I was like, I don't know what this is. You've got to take me to this. And we never went. Um, but I was convincing myself that there was just some, you know, astounding action event that took place in our mall that, you know, probably didn't in the parking lot or something. You were one of those important towns that had a JCPenney already. You didn't need a we did. Guy yeah. So that roadhouse, that didn't ring true with me. Yeah. I was like, oh, we got, we got a Penny's and a Sears, man. <laughs> and Montgomery Ward's. All right. Yeah. I, I, you don't have to, you know, brag or anything. <laughs> but um, okay. I think Predator, I think I got the same one. So I, I'm going to allow it. I think we're still in league play. Okay. Mike, Mike, what do you get next for us? All right. So um, yeah, I didn't, uh, the sci-fi thing I'm, that threw me just now, but my, my number four, cause I'm going like way back to when I was a kid, like one of my first favorite non-Star Wars bad guys is from the movie Tron. Which mm. I think you could call as a as an action movie, sort of sci-fi action, but uh, Sark in Tron, just because he was glowy and red, and I loved everything about that movie. That's it, a dude from Time Bandits as well, right? And he's like in the mm. Omen and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, was he gets... kind of slumming it a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think his design's awesome. I honestly don't remember any of his lines or any of his personality. I just remember his look with the glowing orange red thing, which looked like super uh, computery but demonic, and it was really neat. Yeah, I mean, it's the same here. I can't like I just remember, you know, it was one of the first films to use CGI uh, right. and just like kind of I, I had just gotten into video games as a kid, like literally, you know, arcade cabinets and we had our Atari at home and stuff. But like, right. yeah, just something about that movie just grabbed me. So, yeah. Pete, have you seen Tron? I have seen Tron, but like you, I don't really remember anything special about the bad guy other than like it looking cool. But I couldn't, you know, quote any dialogue or anything. 
So basically, he's okay. wrong, is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> just <laughs> All you Tron fans will defend me later. I've not seen Tron two, and I don't know if I need to. Is it like I liked it? I mean, it. I think it's one of those. If you didn't watch the first one, you probably won't appreciate the second as much because it's right. a little long and drawn out. But like, what some of the stuff they do is is I thought pretty awesome in right the on. lore of the film. Yeah. All right, Pete, man, what do you got for us? Uh, my number four pick is Clarence Boddicker from Ro- RoboCop. I got him on my nice. list too, man. I got him a little. Um, <laughs> actually, do have him next. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Tell, tell me why I love him. Uh, well, what's your favorite line from him? First of all, <laughs> two words. Come on. <laughs> actually, it's not. It's not that line. My favorite wow. line is actually. He's like, "Can you fly, Bobby?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just love that shit. I love how you can do a better Clarence Boddicker impersonation than Robo or than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, you can't do an Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Everyone can do Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> You can't. <laughs> Bitches leave. There it is. Yeah, he's inside me. I think I, yeah. I. There's a big part of me who is that dude. Um, so w- w- give me give me some of the things you love about Clarence. Oh, I don't even know. I don't know why because he's not like physically threatening at all. He's got like he looks like a yeah. dad with like the glasses and like the receding <laughs> hair and everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just incredible. He's, I don't know. I also kind of was like, yeah, it's really weird. He he is really threatening. He's really vicious. And, and part is the actor, the way he acts and, and, and the way he brings about the performance, the way he says those lines. But he also just seems like he, he could beat your ass. And I don't really know what it is he's doing. Like, he's in control of all these goons. And like, you know, like he's he's intimidating in the 70s show later in life, but it's a different <laughs> kind of, it's more like, like you say, he's a dad. He's more like, you know, he's a smart ass dad who, who, who hurt your feelings. But in RoboCop, like, he, it's funny. He has some of the best lines. He's really funny, but he's, I'm always kind of scared of him. And yeah. part of it is like the execution of, of Robocop, the beginning kind of establishes this dude, is, it, he, he's, he'll go for broke. He doesn't care. He's got a real intimidating presence for sure. But like, you know, I guess that's just how he carries himself. I don't know. And also I gotta say too, like the glasses, it's, it's hard to be a badass with giant glasses, a receding hairline, and you're fighting a robot. <laughs> and it's still like, but he gets you like know, beat to like, shit. He gets through. He gets thrown through like five plate glass windows, like where any man <laughs> would crumble. And then like when they gets arrested, he's like, "Just give me my fucking phone call." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so gold. And like I love like when he spit out blood. And yeah, he, his face looks skeletal. He looks like a skull. He looks like Red Skull before there was Red Skull in, yeah. like, in the movies. Yeah, love him. Love him. He smokes cigarettes and chews gum at the same time. Disgusting. Yeah. Like all about it. Mike, did you, are you a fan of Rebel Cop? Oh, like yeah. Movies? Yeah, yeah. I think that that brings to mind like one of my one of my criteria for great bad guys in movies is like when they get introduced, like pretty quickly you should like for action movies, you want them to like suffer and get beaten by like the by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, I need to see this guy get his. And like I remember as a kid, like that that first scene where they catch Murphy. And they're just beating the hell out of him in the parking lot and, you know, shotgunning him to bits and all that. And just I like that was one of my first, you know, I was almost wanted to like turn to my parents like, should I be watching this? Like, this is really violent, <laughs> uh, you know, but like, like, what is that guy doing? You know, yeah, and so yeah. And I, yeah, me and Peter discussed we've been traumatized by the execution of uh, Robocop as kids. Yeah. Well, and but I love it as a kid and adult while watching like action movies when the bad guy is like really like just a terrible person. He does like horrible, unthinkable things. When I'm a kid, I always wanted him to get like I wanted him to suffer. I didn't want him just to have like a quick death. I wanted it to be like horrible, painful death. And then, like, they always kill him off, like, super quick. Like, they always fall off something to their death. 
And so I was very <laughs> pleased when he just got like stabbed in the throat with the spike and he's like squirting blood and like suffering. I was like, finally, someone finally makes a bad guy suffer. Yeah. yeah, when Mike brought that up, I exactly thought of you when you said it in the point break thing, and I was like, I wonder if that was good enough for you because like, it, it, like actor sells his Wait, eyes what did go I say crazy. Point and, break. Oh, when um uh, Bodie dies, you actually brought the whole same thing up. You're like, oh, I always kind of thought that was a rip off because I really want to see him suffer. I want to see all these bad guys suffer. Yeah, you basically right. kind of said the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Clarence, like forever lo- love him. And there's you know it's funny. There's also Dick Jones in that movie, and there's Ed oh, Two yeah. Nine, but Clarence is like the main bad guy. I work me. for Dick Jones. <laughs> Dick Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, and I, and the actor when he does anything, that's who he will always be to me. Yeah. Like seventy show doesn't matter to me. It's like he's always Clarence Bodiger. Yep. Um, all right, Mike, what do you got for? Uh, no, 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 your who's third? your number four? You didn't say who your four was. Yeah, oh, you done your shit. Oh no, my 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 third my my fourth one. Sorry, was was the same one. I remember I said that. Oh, you, um, you said it was three, didn't you? Oh, I, I thought so at first. I looked at my list. It is number four. Oh, okay. So we're, so far, we're right. eerily the same, which is, <laughs> this, this show shouldn't won't work because the whole point of the show is that we don't so, agree. So my list is I, I'm winning right now because I'm breaking the ties. Right? Yep. With my That's true, list. man. Yeah. 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 Splitting the vote. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. My third one um, is a movie that I it's one of those like I I wanted to love the movie, but I think they they got a little too much of it wrong, but I still enjoyed it is uh, last action hero Benedict. Mm. Yeah. Uh, portrayed by Charles dance. Just to, I mean that like the perfect smarmy, charming, witty assassin. He's got the cool eyeball thing happening. The happy face. And, eyes, my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just, uh, I wish he would have killed the kid in the movie. Cause that kid, uh, <laughs> the kid from prehysteria or whatever, the oh, dinosaur man. movie. So I bad. remember, I remember seeing an interview with the kid, like, I think he was, he's, I don't want to disparage religion. I think he's Mormon, but he brought that up in, in an interview. It was like, you know, the script had a lot of foul language in it. And I insisted that we, you know, we remove all the curse words because I had a problem with it or something like that. And I was like, you, you're the reason this movie like got dragged down because it could have been something great. You know, I still love that movie. I mean, it, I, I think maybe it could have been better, but it was also really fun. I think people kind of, uh, I don't know. It's like, it wasn't T2 and it came out like soon after and people like kind of held that against it almost. Um and Clarence uh, Clarence Dance right is his name uh, Charles Charles Dance, Dance. Yeah, sorry yeah, yeah. um yeah I, I think I saw him in Alien Three first but I didn't recognize him in this and then he's also he's one of my favorite he's not on my list but I'll say uh, Golden Child he's the bad guy in that he's a oh, he's yeah. a brother Numzi he's like the, yeah. the demon <laughs> and he's basically the same dude he's always a, he's like British and 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 you know snooty I, I love it man yeah Pete I'm gonna disparage religion uh, religion's dumb <laughs> okay. That's all. <laughs> That's your thought in that role? Cool. Well, what do you got in yours? What's next? Uh, number three, I have Hans Gruber from, from Die Hard. He's on my list. He's not number three. He's he's number uh, he's number two, actually. That's what you said go, last go time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, because he's... Anyways, Hans Gruber, he's, just, he's the ultimate badass. It was tough to put him at number three because, like, you know, I only get five spots. So I had to do some real soul searching to figure out where he truly fit on my list number three i'm i'm happy with placing him there uh he's like he's always he's got that nice suit he's looking sharp you know he's a smart bad guy all all the other ones they're physically intimidating but he's well i guess clarence bodiger isn't really physically intimidating but he kind of yeah hans gruber is like the well-dressed nice clarence bodiger actually there's no resemblance i'm sorry that was a bad analogy (laughs) they're they're completely different 
I was going to bring up like Chong Li aside, and I guess Predator aside, but like the the humans we're picking so far, they all kind of have that in common where they're just like every man, you know, like not super muscular and, you know, not. Well, there's only been a few, like, per se, there's only but, been a yeah. few action movie villains that are like physically intimidating, which I think is interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. my, I was thinking about the two, and like part of me is like, well, is it simply like, you know, to make it a little different, you have a, a, a very physical hero and, you know, is buffed out, and then the villain's more cerebral, like intelligent, kind of like Superman, Lex Luthor thing. Yeah. That could be part of it. There's also, I wonder, kind of a little bit like, um, ego some of the 80s action stars they're like dude i'm gonna be the toughest guy in this movie so you might as well not even try to <laughs> don't hire someone who's even approaching this I, I don't know i i it's yeah and hans is like to me he's like i'm not a huge bond guy i've seen some bond movies i've liked a few of them but i'm not like i don't i'm not a devotee but um i thought hans gruber was kind of like <clears throat> that's what i thought a bond villain should be basically mm. he's he's mastermind he has he's can be really witty and funny but he's never exactly a joke and, um, you know, Alan Rickman, that's his first movie. And I mean, that was a, an incredible performance. Oh, I, yeah. I can't I don't know if I could think of a better first. I mean, he's obviously a stage actor. He's acted previously before that. But I can't think of a better like first movie. Just like shit, man, you just you just arrived as this guy. Yeah. Love the Hans. Yeah. Love the groups. Yep. <laughs> OK, um, so so my next one is. OK, this one. I love this character, and I actually kind of feel like he's not as popular as he should be. Lord Humongous from Road Warrior. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking love this dude. And so I used to always make this joke that uh, he was like Jason Voorhees' um, out cousin who's like at raves. Like, dude, let's just party. Like, I am who I am. Fucking be proud of who you are. And so I've always, like, I was not always, but kind of always in the back, back of my head, like, who wore the hockey mask first? Road Warrior came out. Um, in Australia a year before Friday 13th part three where Jason wore the mask the first time and so you know obviously it's a hockey mask it might just be a coincidence but what Lord Humongous is a deformed guy wearing a mask killing people but the my favorite thing about Lord Humongous and this is uh, back to the beginning of the episode you mentioned Bane like Bane I don't know if there's any real connection here but he is this guy who's physically a he is a giant he, he's a total threat he's a gladiator He's also extremely well spoken, very eloquent. He's he's intelligent. He's kind of the, the he's like the whole package. Like my favorite part in Road Warrior is when he's like he's trying to tell the people like I don't want to kill you guys, so I don't have to. He's like just walk away, <laughs> and I'm like I kind of think I don't know if he's like gonna honor that shit. Probably not. But he he, he um they could easily make that character just this big buff scary guy in a mask, but the voice gives him this weird gravitas. And I also like, they did this a lot in Fury Road too, where there are little glimpses of his backstory. You see the back of his head, there's some sort of weird hemorrhages and tumors, like maybe he's got radiation poisoning. And there's a little photograph at one point, like he's like looking at briefly, and it's like a black and white photograph. It looks like a, a wife and a kid and maybe a guy, and it could be him and his family, and he closes it. And there's, it's never mentioned, and it's like, oh shit, maybe he was somebody, I don't, I don't know. Love Lord Humongous, all about him. Um you guys have any thoughts on on on, I, on the on the Ayatollah of rock and roll? I completely <laughs> forgot about that guy until just right now. But yeah, that's a good call. That's what I'm saying, that's a good call. Yeah, but yeah, then think, if he's that uh, forgettable, what, then how, um, maybe he shouldn't be on the I, top five. I think fucking Jason Voorhees stole some thunder, <laughs> fucked up the market. I don't know, Mike. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, th I was gonna say like I think as a as a kid, I remember like watching. I know I don't think I actually watched Mad Max as a kid, like start to finish, but I would watch you know, scenes and obviously with Lord Humongous and, you know, you'd see as, as a kid still playing with action figures, I'm thinking like, wow, these guys are scary and tough and, 
you know, you go back as an adult, you're like, this is really homoerotic. Like this is, oh. <laughs> this is a whole different thing when you've yeah. got more experience. Yeah. In the script, actually, like the the the, the different uh, group, there's gay boy berserkers is one gang. The other one is smegma crazies. It's like, it's like not <laughs> subtext. It's like full on like, yes, yeah. we are gay. And like, this is what we do. And um, uh, yeah, fucking Lord Humongous. He's like, be still my dog of war. He's talking to the Mohawk dude. I, I love it. I would follow a prequel movie of him, which would be, really bad i know it would be bad but i would totally <laughs> be into that yeah <laughs> it's like, and it's moving right along um all right mike uh, we're at number two all right uh number two again I'm, I'm probably moving like borderline not quite an action film but uh norman stansfield in the professional portrayed by gary oldman oh uh yeah yeah cocaine. Think, yeah exactly exactly going back to that whole like you know not quite physically intimidating but man is he like railed out of his mind on coke uh he's got got the edge the charisma and uh i i think one of the things that i love about that movie in general is that you kind of you kind of have this anti anti-hero and anti-villain colliding yeah. almost um and, you know, obviously it gives me the excuse anytime I hear in the middle of a conversation, someone talks about everyone, I can, you know, scream the word everyone in their face. I was trying to find a way right now to, to figure <laughs> yeah. out that in there. Because that, that's exactly what I picture. And like, he is just roaring that and it works. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's one of those films I love. I, I unfortunately found, you know, floating around online, they've got that, uh, that excerpt from the script that didn't make it into the film that was a little too... Uh, pedo friendly i guess with the oh, oh really love with scene character? with matilda and uh and leon uh, yeah it's i'm super happy they cut that out because oh, yeah, i don't even know what you're talking about that but that's one of the run reasons why i don't really like i've seen the movie but it's just a little too weird for me i'm just like it definitely couldn't be made now like i remember watching yeah. it and i was just like this is uncomfortable yeah go ahead google it or or not but it, it essentially is like a you know, love a love scene between uh, oh, that's, Leon and Matilda, and yeah, it's did not belong there, and I'm happy whoever so forced it out of the movie did. Maybe yeah. Gary Oldman's character is actually the hero of the movie. Exactly. At point. Yeah. 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 Ooh, Let's change our G view on this whole thing. Yeah, Gary Oldman, man, like it's he's not underrated per se, but I sometimes people forget how he's fucking incredible. He mm -hmm. he he, like I I didn't watch the movie he played Winston Churchill recently, but I what I've seen clips of like, oh shit, that's him, and that's just his look. His voice sounds different. He's this he's amazing. Yeah, and I guess Fifth, Fifth Element would be an honorable Carrie Oldman villain. <laughs> His weird, well. like Tennessee yeah. accent and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or True Romance. Oh, yeah. Drexel. Yeah, it ain't White Boy Day. I mean, that's shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Drexel is fucking insane. Like him, like uh, stimulate or simulating Kung Lingus on a shotgun is just so fucking insane. <laughs> just alone. But um, that's good. It's good honorable mention. Um. Pete, uh, what, what do you got, man? Are we at number two? We're at two, right? We're number two, dude. Uh, number I got, two. I got the Shredder from Teenage Mutant. Oh Ninja shit! Nice. <laughs> from the first movie. Oh. Uh, well, from are you going Super from Shredder? one and two? Super Shredder is pretty pimp. When I was a kid, I was just like, yes, <laughs> the Dragon Dochi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, is, what is it? Is like the what is it? This, this is your family. Is your family. I am your I <laughs> am your father. Yeah. These kill these freaks. <laughs> I haven't seen the film, but I've heard good things. Dude, oh, that's a good call, man. Yeah, I love the shredder. I, what I love about Shredder is like his uh suit beyond the helmet and shit is basically uh, Eddie Murphy's purple jumpsuit yeah, from sparkly. fucking <laughs> It's and the shoulder I, pad. I don't know how Yeah, and some shoulder pads and um 
yeah i i the first movie i i don't know if i I haven't said this on this podcast but like um my big memory is as a kid uh before um i was i think in third or fourth grade before school got out um the the principal got on the intercom was like hey guys you know it's friday have a great weekend i just want you to know me and my son are gonna see the ninja turtle movies so cowabunga guys (laughs) and instead of thinking that guy's a total tool i was like he's the coolest he gets it he understands what's happening this guy whole new outlook on this principal guy and I think like when he came like, on Monday, like, I was like, how was it? He's like, oh, it was really good, Tony. You're going to love it. I'm like, oh, great. Like, <laughs> uh, so, Mike, you're, you're a little bit older than Pete. Uh, did you see Ninja Turtle movie ever? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In the Hell theaters yeah. several times. It was the uh, the first uh, cassette that I listened to on my Walkman. Oh, when man, I, when me like, too. Walkman I managed to buy. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 9.95, man. That's a, that song still in my head. Oh, man. Uh, it's good. Yeah, G-U-R-G-L-E, power, power, G-U-R-G-L-E, power, power. I can hear oh. the synthesizer in the back. Oh, so uh, good. Yeah, a, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Man. Oh yeah, I was gonna say like it's funny because like I can I can only I can remember. It's been so long since I watched it, but like I I don't remember too many of the lines, like the shredder lines. But yeah, I mean like it's kind of in, indelible. Uh, Turtles was a huge part. I was in I don't know probably high late junior high high school when that movie came out but you know junior high when the turtles were hitting their stride in the in the cartoons and stuff so yeah um and it's it's funny even as a kid i was like this movie's a little uh, darker than maybe it should be but i loved it like like, he he basically you know he lives but he it looks like he kills shredder with a garbage container or something at the end of the thing there's a joke where um uh donatello says that uh, uh casey jones is uh, claustrophobic and he's like i never even looked at another guy and as a kid i was like holy shit that's, i know what that means that's pretty good yeah. wow uh yeah shredder a guy oh, shredder rules pete yeah pete my hat goes off to you sir that's pretty damn good yeah. thank you thank you so, yeah so my number two is hans gruber so we're gonna skip me on this round that's uh, pete wins that one god damn <laughs> i'm angry <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, uh, what do you got for you? Who's your, your favorite bad guy in action films? My favorite, uh, unabashedly, uh, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, Shonuff the Master. Yeah. My favorite, like, character and villain probably of all time, Julius Carey. Uh, just there's so, something about that that movie. I mean, I love the movie because uh, yeah. I'm an 80s kid. But, uh, the, yeah, I mean, just, you know, everybody knows the, you know, am I the meanest? Am I the prettiest baddest <laughs> mofo down around this town um yeah there's just you know kiss my converse like every every line he's just got so many good lines uh dominant fighter you know and then he right. and then he still gets his in the end uh doesn't die but uh you know uh yeah i i, I love it all the- i think 90s buster rhymes owes like half his wardrobe to the dude too oh like, i was in the looks god there was always so many rumors in the 90s that they were going to reboot that movie with Busta as as shown up and i was like man i, I wish that would have happened because that would have been amazing i mean they still need to reboot it with somebody or continue it or do something because it's just like, that's like i don't understand why there's not like more clamor for, for that franchise to relaunch because yeah it. i yeah I, I, so pete you you've seen uh the film and stuff yeah no no oh, ever man. do you know what we're talking oh, about though no <laughs> i'm sorry oh you gotta do yourself a favor <laughs> I'm man sorry it's it's, it's really fun so dude. much good stuff in that movie i was yeah, i Bruce was like Leroy, my, my brain was moving so fast i was like should i just lie should i lie right now i should lie right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i actually saw your eyes but i thought it was more like okay i got like three things to say i'm like oh shit here we go that's why i didn't even put you on the spot <laughs> uh yeah dude uh it, it's uh 1983 
four? Is it a little later? Five, I think. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you're right. Because freaking, what's her name's in it? Uh, Prince Vanity. Is Prodigy. Yeah, Vanity's in it. So yep. she's already kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts, man. It's hmm. it's crazy. I'll have to check it out. Also, good songs, good music. Good, yeah, I 85. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If it's got good music, I'll do it. DeBarge. I mean, El DeBarge doesn't get much more action. When you when you think of action movies, who's the first 80s group that comes into your head? DeBarge, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I can't, can't lie there. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> all right, Pete, what do, you, what do you got, man? Who's number number one? The Terminator. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. 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 Is nice. that you too? Is, it is not. Oh, okay. Um, he, he's, de- he's definitely like... I, he's I, not he's even on your top kinda, five? Well, I'm, I'm, we're down to one, dude. So Bro. no, I mean, I, I, I love him. Here's here's my here's my rationale, personally. Okay, amazing performance, amazing character, but I prefer him as the hero in part two. Oh well, yeah, and so I kind so I was kind of like, oh, it's tough. It's, don't worry, I love him. You know, I love doing impressions of him, and they're really accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> it's getting worse and worse, but um. Dude, I thought, yeah. I thought Arnold busted into the room there. I thought that was him behind you. Thank right? you. Um, yeah. No, it, the, so I saw T two first, and so did Pete. But uh, when I went back in T one, I, I was totally into his performance, and um, he, he like Pete's Pete's theory is that he's not a good actor, so he really nails a robotic cyborg <laughs> dude. And it, it's but he also little things like the way he moves his head at first. It, it's it all kind of plays into it. And like when the, the nightclub scene, oh, the slow mo, so good. It's, he looks like the t- and he's wearing a, not a great jacket, honestly, but he still looks like the toughest dude in the world. Dude, he's the um, best villain for one reason alone. He kills somebody by punching him in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> he literally he kills the guy. Too. But yeah, naked punches him through the stomach. I was like, all right, well, you can't get any more badass than that. Real quick, though, that dude. Uh, wait, is, is Bill Paxton the guy he punched or, or no, is the other guy? It's the, okay, so there's. Bill pa- well, Bill Paxton's a fuck you asshole guy. Yeah. So the guy who's got like the flat seagulls hair and he basically later in life, he gets kind of buff himself and looks like a baby Schwarzenegger, but not a- as good a face. Oh, really? He's got a, a really, really prominent jawline. I-, I can't I can't think of the movies, but in other 80s films, I'm like, did you like Arnold like teach you how to like, w- did you like want to <laughs> work out then? And then you try to become Arnold and like, it just seemed weird to me because hmm. in that film, he's, he's like regular build. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess if I was acting next to Schwarzenegger naked and he punched through me, I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll try to emulate this guy in life. He has it. You know, it's working for him. Yeah, exactly. Nope, yes. Mike, did you see? Oh, I'm sorry, dude. Oh, I was just going to say that was it. Yeah, that's my number one pick. Yeah. Mike, did you see Terminator 1 in the theater by chance? Or did uh, you see no, I was uh, probably too young to get in the theaters. Okay. Um, but I definitely it was like uh, whenever it came on HBO, uh, probably that same. I mean, I, another one of those movies that I was probably way too young when I first saw it. But yeah. so, did, are you like us and you saw T2 first? Or no, 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 no. Okay. I was a kid. I saw Terminator first. Yeah. OK, help me out. If you, so because my memory is like the trailers kind of ruined T2, the, the, the reveal that Schwarzenegger's a good guy this time. Like it was like they do. So when you saw did you like did you like were you surprised? Because like the film kind of operates going like, oh, we're not going to tell you he's a good guy until like it's like it's time. Yeah. You know, I, I honestly um, I don't remember necessarily seeing a whole lot of trailers for it. It wasn't when I when I saw it happen in the in the film, it wasn't like. You know, oh my God, he's the good guy. It was just kind of like, oh, let's see where this is going. You know, so right. yeah, I can't honestly remember um, how I, how I approached it. T two, I definitely saw in the theaters uh, because it was, you know, it's one of those. It's probably like a handful of movies where you know I walked out and whoever I was watching it with, I was like, this is going to change cinema for the next, you know, decade. 
uh, you know, just because of the CGI, I could sense it, you know, that Jurassic Park matrix, you know what I mean? Right. Like everyone's going to be copying this. Um, but yeah, I, think I was, I was just a convulsing 11 year old going, Oh my God. And the robot and he shot in the <laughs> um, yeah. aunt was like, no, okay, well, this is a mistake. This we're going home. This is, oh God, no more yeah. soda. Um, so can I, okay, can so I guess your number one before you say who your number one is? Oh, I love it. What do you got? <laughs> Even though I know this isn't accurate, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned the bad guy from oh, Commando because <laughs> you talk about more than, <laughs> talk about more than any bad Bennett. guy ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Ben, okay. So, yeah. I, I, I did consider Bennett cause I was like, he makes a presence, but it's, he's, 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 you know, joke. And you know, he. I actually think that dude does a better job in Road Warrior as the Mo- Mohawk guy, uh, the second <laughs> command for Lord Humongous. But uh, Bennett was a contender. Um, okay, so I thought you were going to say actually, um, uh, oh, I forget his name now, but the the Asian guy who's a henchman in a million. Oh films, yeah, um, I forgot about Tony. That. Tony. Uh, it's not. It's, it's not. Uh, hmm? I, I think it's. Is it Joe? Is it, I for, forgive me. The, the, Al, the, Al 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 Al. Yeah, Al Young. Al Young. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, it's not Al Young, but Al Young isn't in the film. He's totally in the movie. <laughs> so uh, my number one, I, I, I also was like, is this it? I'm like, yes, it is, dude. You know it is. It's David Lopan from Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, he was on my honorable mentions. Oh, yeah. my, dude, I I have a, 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 a fucking Funko Pop of him. I don't like Funko Pops, but it glow, it's called a Glow Pan because it glows in the dark. I, I love every line he says. <laughs> I love him as the old man. I love him as a freaking eight foot tall floating guy. <laughs> his his scheme is insane. He wants to get two like uh, blonde, uh, blonde, uh, blue eyed women together so he can marry them. Yeah, and but he wants to basically. Um, he's already a ghost. He wants to be reincarnated so he can live again and have sex. I guess. Um, he does like this pinky thing and lasers come out. Uh, the way he says the word "indeed," I still go <laughs> "indeed." It's. <laughs> it's it's part of my heart and james james wong the guy who plays him he i think he's still alive he's very old he's he's does voice acting he's been in a million movies in wayne's world too he played uh tina carrera's father and he has a great fight with uh with wayne but um he's always gonna be lopan man i i love lopan uh and pete you're not even like a big john carpenter fan really like eh. yeah i could take her to leave it I like it. Big Trouble. Have you seen Big Trouble? I have, yeah, but by no means would I put that villain as my number one. But you know, you're oh, man. we're all individual, and some people make stupid choices. <laughs> yeah, the, that's fine. The, the <laughs> only the only reason Chong Lee made my list is because I couldn't decide between the Elemental Masters from Big Trouble mm. or Lopan. So I was like, you know, I'm just gonna give him a give him an honorable mention and switch it up. Yeah. Yeah, I, do, I don't know. I, there's a scene in, in, where David Lopan, as an old man, is talking to Kurt Russell, who's strapped to a wheelchair, and he's like, going to torture him. He's like, he's like, he's like, you strike me as a guy who does, who's not, who's familiar with the problems between men and women. And Kurt Russell's like, come on, Dave. He's like, you, you, 300 years, you can't make it work. There's something seriously <laughs> wrong here. And and David Lopan comes back, and he's like, this really pisses me off. And I, just, I love it. Like, <laughs> I don't know all, man. all the different hells that he, you know, the hell where people are skinned alive. And yeah, all those. Yeah, it's like, that simple. Understand? I just, he's so he's, <laughs> he's, he's insane. He's very funny. He's also kind of scary and weird. I I just love. I don't know. I, I David Lopan could do no wrong. He appeared in a couple cartoons in the background, and I freaked out. I was so excited <laughs> when, I, when I went to Comic Con in New York City. Some guys dressed like him. I almost tackled him to get a photo, <laughs> and I hate that kind of behavior. But I couldn't help myself. So I'm a Lopan fan. Um, okay, so our list is a uh, pretty <laughs> pretty wide ranging, I think. Uh, well, me and you are three for five, right? 
Are we three? I thought it was two. Hans, Predator. Oh, yeah. Uh, Damn. And who is the other one? Oh, uh, Clarence Bodker. Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Hold on to Gene Simmons. Um, you know, I've heard it said before, like uh, in 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 heroic stories, that you know the hero isn't is never as good unless uh, as his or he's uh, he's no good unless his villain's good. You know, and I can kind of see that action movies sometimes. It, you know, there's like Lethal Weapon one. Mr. Josh was cool, but the villains are kind of forgettable. Part two, you know, not much better, but the heroes are really likable, so I kind of let it go. But a good villain, man, I, I, I'm always a sucker for it. That's why I, I preferred this list than a hero, a list of heroes. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. Um, but real quick, so you mentioned Bane, Pete. Is there anybody in the last, I don't know, 20 years of action films that you're like, that bad guy was pretty cool. Like, anybody who really... Bane. Done something for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just listed six of them. I mean, like, I don't know, past that, like the, the modern stuff. Oh, modern stuff. Oh, man. I don't know. I was thinking like the Matrix, but honestly, like the uh, that guy didn't do it for me. A- A- Agent Smith's Agent Smith's <laughs> fine. But like, the, yeah, I'm the same. Mike, any anybody in recent years, you're like, OK, this guy, he's he's a contender. Oh, uh, man. Super recent. I was you know, one of my other honorable mentions in in uh, is Dennis Hopper in Waterworld. Uh, oh, I thought you were gonna say go speed. Like... Oh, speed too. Yeah, he kind of like did a it's run. It's not gonna hurt very... Annie. It's not gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah, um, even even Super Mario Brothers, he was, he was probably <laughs> the best part of that movie. You know, like uh, in terms of compelling bad guys. Yeah, I'm trying to think because like all the big action movies that have come out lately, like the the Rambo reboots. We just saw Nobody recently that had a pretty decent, uh, yeah, pretty decent bad guy, but not nothing that's like. You don't leave the theater going like, oh, when's he? like, I can't remember the name. I mean, I guess right. that's pretty telling is like, you don't know who he's fighting out there. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, I'll, I'll end with like this. A lot of these villains as a kid, I love to pretend to be the hero when we played, you know, pretend we were in these movies. But also the good villains, I wouldn't be the villain, too, because I thought they were super cool. And that to me is kind of I, I was Hans Gruber a couple times. Oh, yeah. I was Clarence. I was David fucking Lopan. <laughs> I, was, a lot. I was Shredder. I was definitely Shredder, Shredder for sure. I remember cutting the Terminator, cutting the uh, the milk carton, like the plastic milk carton. I remember (laughs) cutting that into a helmet and spray painting it black. Nice. That was my story. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Childhood well spent. Okay, we I think we did it Um, real quick. uh, Mike, you got anything you want? You want to kind of uh, throw out there? Anything you want to want to hawk? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. My website is Michael Paul Gonzalez uh, with a Z at the end of Gonzalez, michaelpaulgonzalez.com. Uh, it's got, you know, whatever my latest uh, books or stories or whatever, you can find them there. Uh, I just released a collection of uh, short stories called Carry Me Home, uh, which has uh, kind of some horror stories and a couple sci-fi, a little bit of everything in there for everybody, but uh, mostly horror. So if you like, you know, gory, gooey stuff, that's that's the place to go. Um, yeah, that's it. I got a couple more things coming down the pipeline this year, but can't announce yet. So yeah. Awesome. Pete, how's the album coming along, dude? My band dead retina. We recorded the album. It's mixed. It's mastered. Uh, we need to sell, we need to pre-sell a hundred copies of the vinyl before the pressing plant will press the record. So Go to deadretinaband.com. I keep changing the URL, but this it's going to be deadretinaband.com. 
and uh, you can buy the album. And when you buy it, you get it digitally immediately. So you get the digital download. And then once we've pre-sold 100 units of the vinyl, they will mail you a copy of it on vinyl. Indeed. <laughs> exactly. that's, all, that's all I got. Um, awesome. Hey, thanks, guys. And uh, all right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye.